Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Elizabeth Meyer, who's a founder of Moving You Forward Coaching and provides coaching and women's empowerment, and is also a full and established therapy practice and serving stay-at-home moms to thriving business owners. Oh, I love that. The impact is amazing. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. So lovely to be here. Fantastic to have you here. Um, can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Uh, so I, as, as you said, founder of Moving You Forward Coaching, and I love to work with women entrepreneurs. I feel like women put so much pressure on themselves, right? We have to know it all and have it all figured out and have it be perfect. And that creates a lot of perfectionism and a lot of fear of moving forward. Mm. And um, I just think that when women let ourselves show up in alignment, in all of our power, right, and make the contribution we're here to make, that that would just be so amazing. And I really want to be part of that. And I want to contribute to helping women empower themselves. Yeah, beautiful. So what do you find like time and time again, that that your that your clients are sort of facing or battling when they when they first come to you. So a lot of it is um, just that. How do I make time for my business? Because often it's moms, and moms tend to be so busy taking care of everyone, right? The house, the kids, mm. the dog, the family. That sometimes they don't even make it on their to do list. So mm. like really giving women like that space and that permission to claim, hey, there's something else I want to do. And how do I make space for that? Whether it's the self-care, whether it's the exercise, whether it's the eating right, whether it's the business, um, just trying to find that balance. Yeah. And with, obviously, I'm not a lady, I'm not a mom, but we work with an awful lot of female entrepreneurs. I'll come Katie. We have four kids. Oh my gosh, there's a lot there. And it is traditionally that women have, there are more, even more hats, even more responsibilities spread across different aspects of, of life. The one sort of thread that I'll pull in this is one, one statement that I know I suffered with for a long time. I'll fix me later. That one statement of I'll put myself last. Maybe it's not Maybe it's not even conscious. Maybe it's subconscious. The kids need help first. My clients need me. My husband needs me. My partner needs me. There are all these other people and I'll fix me later. I'll take care of my body later. I'll take care of myself. This comes from a good place, but crumbs. It can be, it can be destructive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially if, if 
if we put off taking care of ourselves and we put off taking care of our health, right? Or if we, or if we put off sleep, many women put off sleep and we just think, oh, it has no impact, but we know it does, right? Our mental health suffers, our physical health suffers. And right. In order to, like they say in the airplane, right? If you want to be around to help your children, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. And it is so counterintuitive, right? That's why they say that. And that's why they say it every single flight, because it is counterintuitive. Yeah. We are either socialized or trained or wired, right, to take care of others. And it's counterintuitive, I think, to take care of ourselves. I think it's also a slight deflection because we don't want to be seen as selfish. We don't want to. We we love helping others. So, yeah, on a plane, we hear it time and time and time again. I wonder in that moment how many of us would actually help others before ourselves. Until you're in that moment, it's hard to know how you'll deal with under that pressure so we started this podcast by talking about pressure so your clients are under pressure to start with so it's is it the is it the awareness is that one of the, the biggest moments of they just don't realize and just don't see oh absolutely i talk a lot about cultivating awareness right and that in therapy and coaching one of the things we do is make space to allow those things that we don't usually see to bubble up Mm -hmm. to the surface, right? We're on autopilot so much of the time that we're just not aware. And when we're not aware, we can't be, we can't make choices. So Mm -hmm. I love to say one of the things we really cultivate is that self-awareness because once we see, oh, I'm doing that, then we can make a choice of, does that really serve me, right? Do I want to keep doing this? But until we see it, there's no choice. Yeah, and it's it's all too easy to like stuff it down. It that's the easy thing to stuff it down, forget about it, avoid it, not see it, not look at that again. I'll be fine. I'll fix me later. This is more important. But where do you draw the line? I think often a line is drawn for us, right? Either we get sick, our mental health suffers, or sometimes I just feel like there are these moments in life where things get crystal clear. And I know for me, I had a milestone birthday. Um, I think it's probably okay to say, right? When I turned 50. When you turned 30, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There was this real thought of like, oh my God, what am I waiting for? Right? Like if I don't do it now, when will I? And and I I think, like you said, it's just easy to avoid or stuff it down because those are kind of painful thoughts. And sometimes I feel like there are these moments in life where we just, we see things really clearly in a way we didn't. Mm. And for me, I thought, I don't want to get to the end of my life and, and wonder, could I have done it if only I'd tried? So so it was like, and with this birthday, like, what am I waiting for? If not now, when? And it hold, just became really clear. Yeah, I want to hold that statement and just underline it, put it in capital, big neon letters. If not now, when? Time and time again. We find we have conversations with 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 clients, prospects, people on the podcast. Oh my gosh, talking about I can't do this. I need to get to this place, then I'll do this. It's almost a case of let me get my six pack and then I'll go and get a personal trainer. It's like no, the <laughs> personal trainer is going to get you that. When I have time, then I'm going to seek the help that'll allow me to have more time. So there is always this if beautifully put, if not now, when? Now is the only time. If you start now. What is the potential? How can things improve? You've got to overcome a barrier. You can overcome it now or later or never. If you do it now, 
just think of the opportunities and the impact you're going to be having rather than waiting. But what is that barrier? So how do you, you've been through this and had that, that moment realization. Still doesn't mean that you solve every single problem. You have no more fear left in your, your world. It's just that, that first step. So how do you help people to overcome their, that first challenge, that first barrier? I think you help people really connect with like, why? Like, what, what's it all about? Mm. Like for me, it was, it was that moment of turning 50 of like, if, if I, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And I think for each person, that moment is really personal, but I think you have to find like the why, like, why, why do you want to do this? What does it mean to you? Mm. What will, what will it give to you? Right. Cause, uh, cause otherwise there's too much, too much fear in the way. What will it give to you? How about we flip that? Let's leverage the human nature. What will it give to other people? Because damn it, we do more for other people. You've just mentioned that and it's so true. So in that yeah. moment, if I make this change, how is it going to impact my kids, my family, my clients, everyone else? If you can put that aside and then we can leverage human nature because we'll do more for other people. So get Absolutely. that personal trainer, have that coach, follow that program, do the things you need to do, whatever it is, do it for someone else. There's, there's a way we can leverage that without losing your wife. Just sort of drop that in because that sort of came in a blast of inspiration. Oh my gosh, flip that around. Yeah, no, I, I see that all the time, right? People who can't do things for themselves can do it either for their families or for their mm -hmm. children, right? Children are very powerful motivators. We want to be really good role models for our kids. So maybe for ourselves, we can't do it, but because we want to show up differently for our kids or mm -hmm. we want to show up in a, in a in a very powerful way for our children, yeah, we can show up differently. Yeah, that that showing up it's it's super important and yeah with four kids over here oh my gosh it's how do you become that person how do you there's two ways you want to lead by example you want people to see you rather than tell them what to do kids don't do a damn thing you tell them but if you can try and lead by example and show them the right way that is so much more impactful but on the flip side if you're not caring for yourself you're more likely to oh we're all more likely to, to be triggered and react in a moment and then regret it and think that was, that's not the example I want to set. So there's all okay. these things we know what we should do, but if we don't put our own mask on first, don't take care of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, it leaves room for exactly what we don't want to happen to happen. Yeah, exactly. So with, with, with your clients, what is it that you, how do they feel once they've worked with you? Once they overcome and work through this, what is it that you, that you kind of leave them with? The feeling of empowerment, Mark. That feeling of, right, wow, that which either felt too scary or too too far away or like mm. they can't. That feeling of, well, I may not know how to do all of it, but I know where to start. Yeah. And I know what my first step is and, and right. And here's my accountability and he, and I know why I'm doing it. And even though I'm scared as hell, I'm going to take that first step. Yeah. And it's so important to create communities of support so that there are people, right. Helping to hold you accountable and cheering you on. So even Ooh. if you fall flat on your face, right, you've tried it and you've, you've moved right now. You're not stuck behind the starting line. You're at least playing the game. Mm, and to have that community, those people around you, cheering you on, helping you, seeing this, that's, that's power, right? 
oh my gosh, it is so powerful. You know, it's funny. I, I used to be a little nervous about groups. I'm probably the only social worker who graduated from a social work program without having led a group because I was scared of them. Yeah. And I've really come to appreciate the power of the group and Mm. how, how being with the right people can help you feel so supported and so held and so seen. Mm. So we, we spent a lot of this episode talking about, you know, what, what you should do, what they should do, what other people. Let's focus on, on us. Let's put, go behind the sort of the curtains here. What what was it like for you? You know, I was saying you said you, yeah, that's kind of fear stopped you from doing groups. You appreciate them, but that was a sort of a route you take. What was it like when you first started your your coaching business? What what was that trigger moment that made you start? And what were the challenges that you like? Ah, oh, I thought it'd be plain sailing, or I thought it'd be this, but then all this other stuff came in and, and made it sort of harder than, than you even thought it could be? Those are such big questions, Mark. Let me take them one at a time. <laughs> um, so again, that milestone birth, that milestone birthday, right? With that thought of, if not now, when? And what am I waiting yeah. for? Mm. Um, and I was ready to, I think I, I was, I feel like I finally grew into myself, if that makes sense. Mm finally grew into myself. Um, you know, I went to school to help people heal and through years of right work and studying and courses and, and teaching and training and working with people, I just felt like I'd learned a few things along the way. And I'd felt like I was ready to share that. And again, that thought of, and maybe it was, maybe a piece of it is trying to heal who I used to be, right. That frightened, scared kid. And to, Give give her the tools to feel empowered, to speak up, to advocate for herself. And um, I, th- I think we all benefit when we know that our feelings matter, right? Our voice matters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to speak up, but it's so important. So I, I love the way you're kind of empowering your, your past self, who you used to be. So many coaches are, oftentimes we teach what we what we need right now at a different level or what we did need. We can teach the lessons of what we found, how we found it. So other people don't have to go through what we went through. Oh my word. That's yeah. beautiful. Do you find, because when that comes in, it's passion. There's your why, but that can also be, it's a double-edged sword. It's a beautiful motivator. It can also be, but I want to do too much. I want to help more people. There is that, that need and desire turns into I must rather than, I, I get to do that. Did you fall into that or did you feel have that sort of flavor at all? Um, for me, I don't think it's about I, I, I must or I, I want to be bigger. I, I think it's about like staying in that space where I feel aligned with I know who I am and I'm getting a good sense of like who my ideal clients are yeah. and creating the space where the right people will find me. And right, a piece of that is doing, doing what I need to do to speak up and show up and be heard so that they can't find me. So I I think a lot about that, that alignment and staying in that place of being open and being, uh, what's the right word? Like ready. Hmm. What's, what's tough about that? Because you, with the the wealth of knowledge that you have and how you help empower women, there is so much empowerment, knowledge, wisdom there. 
but as as a business owner i think everything gets put to the the test the absolute limit so what's what's tough for you right now as you as you continue to grow your business i think for me it was i thought right that it would be like oh okay i did that right i i i worked through the fear i yeah. opened the business mm -hmm. i think i kind of thought magically it would not all go away like but i would stay in that open place and i think you know our bodies are wired to look for safety and our bodies are wired to to look out for danger and to keep us safe and mm -hmm. sometimes that makes it hard to do the things we need to do so yeah, i think that was a surprise for me yeah so how how did that show up for you um I guess I, I thought, you know, oh, okay, like I did that. And like I right, I built the website and I designed the courses and and I've spoken and I've te I've taught and and it's just that it's sort of ongoing. Mm. At least for at least for me, it's ongoing. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're eloquently describing there is is that kind of the levels that you you launch the business, you set this all up, and that you've overcome that fear of actually stepping out there into the unknown and doing the thing that you really want to do. Great. And then it's like, oh, next level. I need to be seen in marketing and 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 sales calls and connecting with people. And that's scary. And then it's how do I fulfill? And there's always a level of fear right. shows up. I mean, we need to have it with us. I keep saying it has to come with us but if we personify fear get in the back of the car here's your ipad enjoy the journey when you're needed <laughs> please come forward and let me know but right now as i try and send an email you should not be driving the vehicle get back i've got it from here it's, oh my so god i, I this, love that i love that metaphor i love that that's really powerful and anyone with kids would know yeah you don't have your kid driving the car get in the ipad back and you go Get yourself settled. I've got it from here. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's I I love that. I do so much work in visual imagery and metaphor. I feel like it helps us mm. just it just helps us right. We're we're such creatures of we learn through stories. Yeah. So I love that. Put the, the take the fear with you, right? We need it. It does help keep us safe, but don't give it the keys and let it drive. It's non-negotiable. It has to come with us, as you said. It's inbuilt into our brain. It's from generations it's pure biology keep us safe so as entrepreneurs human beings are wired for safety not to thrive however entrepreneurs the goal is so we can thrive so we can make a bigger impact we're going against our own brain chemistry our own biology that's why it's so damn hard <laughs> yes yes it is yeah, like you said, we're wi we're wired for safety, not to thrive, and we have to work with our. I was going to say against ourselves, but it's working with ourselves and using these things. Mm, now that's a great point. So, how can you leverage this? I think we spoke about leverage earlier. How can we leverage what it is that we that we do, what we know? So, this this fear, being scared of, you know, we were chatting offline about all these different techniques that we could use as, as marketing and email, how to stop procrastinating and you actually send the email campaigns how to reach out to understand what is that fear because fear is, it means a lot to a lot of people so if people are sort of playing along what is the fear that's stopping you from for example reaching out whether it's social email it might be our own fear of oh my gosh if i if i do this 
then I don't like it. I'm pestering them. They won't, they won't like me. They'll hate me. They'll unsubscribe. They'll blah, 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 all this stuff. If it comes from you, it's, it's, it's your fear. It's your belief. How, how are we to project our fears onto other people? So it's what's really stopping us from doing the action. What are we trying to avoid? What's the benefit of doing this? Is it real? You said, is it serving yeah. us? Is it real? I think is a beautiful question. So let's, let's go down the black rabbit hole. A fear in the moment for you, your business. If you could change one thing that you know would skyrocket your business and really help other people by association, what, what would that be? I love what you just said, right? Is it real? And, and just that naming, right? It's just me projecting my own fear. And mm. it's, you know, it's ironic, Mark, because I've, I've coached other people right? To, oh, you should do this and you should do that. People are like, yeah, great. So just, I think, again, that self-awareness, right? Helping yeah. people cultivate that. So noticing it and naming it and mm. articulating, right? This is what's showing up. And is it, because I love to ask my clients, right? Does this perspective empower you? Mm. And noticing where it's not empowering. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's expand on that. That's a beautiful point is this perspective empowering you? Because we all have beliefs. We can call them false belief or limiting belief. I struggle with the word false belief because the belief may be not real, but the neurochemistry, the emotions that we're feeling, the neurochemicals are very much real. So a false thought brings a very real emotion. Therefore, it is real for us. If we're gonna have, if we're gonna have limiting beliefs, I'd much rather it's a, a belief that serves me. I'd much rather live with the, the belief that every I can send emails out twice a day and they are so well received and they help guide other people. doesn't matter if it's right or, or wrong or, or real or not. If it serves me and guides me, let's believe that everyone's out to help you rather than everyone's out to get you. If, if you can find those beliefs, the empowering ones, live by those. Because it's going to be led by a, a, a limiting believe anyway right right absolutely I, I say to my clients sometimes right we're making it up anyway right we're making oh, up yeah. our own story we may as well make one up that empowers us yes oh i love that hey we can riff on this all day long i've, I've really enjoyed this conversation breaking down these principles seeing firsthand for you behind the scenes this is this has been beautiful oh thank you so this has been very fun Nice. Well, if people want to find out more about, about you and the amazing works that you do, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me at uh, movingyouforwardcoaching.com. Superb. Well, everyone, if you're, if you're curious or hell yes, Elizabeth is my person, please go and check that out. But hey, in the meantime, thank you so much for being here. This has been so much fun. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been terrific. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, 
<laughs> See you next time. Bye.